0: Hello and welcome to the Leader Lounge Community, where great leaders bridge the gap between people and performance. I'm your host, April Qureshi. In today's episode, we're going to look at copywriting strategies to help you effectively inject empathy into your marketing and reframe your message to focus on your audience. With copywriter and digital content strategist, Erin Whalen. Erin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, April. And Erin, so I'm curious, how has the crisis changed the way that you and your clients are talking to your specific audiences? Oh,
1: that's a good question.
0: Um, So back in the middle of March,
1: when all of this really happened, as, as... Sorry, someone just literally started using a chainsaw. Okay, well, anyways, so... Back in the middle of March, when all of this started happening, um, my main client, who, as you know, is uh, you know, one of the leaders in the personal development field, was uh, pretty much, I wouldn't say caught off guard, but they were pretty shell-shocked because most of their money comes from event marketing. And suddenly, events that were happening this spring had to be cancelled, and that's a major source of revenue for their company. So in a split second, they had to completely rethink uh what they were sending to their audience how they were talking to their audience what they could possibly promote to their audience to help their audience deal with this whole situation and they turned to me and asked me to come up with a whole communication strategy that would allow them to do that and uh, so what i felt was most necessary to do that Was to really look at where people were at in their lives, because really that's the whole point of, you know, effective communications when you're marketing is to give people what they need when they need it. I think that that, you know, is the foundation of it. And so immediately it was looking at where people were going to, were at when a global pandemic hits. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was obvious that a lot of people were going to be scared. They were going to be worried about their uh, job future, their financial future. They were going to be worried about their health. They were going to be um, dealing with a lot of uncertainty in their lives. And so what I suggested and what the company you know, enthusiastically did, which was awesome, was immediately focus on helping people. And they were in a good position to do that because a lot of the stuff that they teach is how to thrive in any sort of situation and so it was great because what they teach is exactly in my point of view what people needed to be thinking about and hearing in a time of uncertainty and uh, you know worry so for the first couple of weeks basically we emailed people more as opposed to less we emailed them every other day and all we did was offer help and i mean no strings attached no products being sold it was here's how you remain calm when you're worried. Here's what to do when there's uncertainty in the world. Here's how to meditate to calm your mind and to think clearly. Here's good news that you should be thinking about because of course, in any point of time, there's not only bad news, right? The news is full of it because of course, everybody wants to know more about what's happening. But at the same time, there's amazing progress in the science uh, community dealing with this pandemic. There's amazing stories about people helping each other in communities everywhere. And so what we wanted to do is help people maintain a positive focused mindset so that no matter what was going on, they could see the bright spots in their world and remain calm, think clearly, and, uh, you know, be able to respond to whatever was happening with uh, resilience and uh, optimism, really, because no matter what's happening, things can always get better if you do something to make it better, right? And so that's what we did. We focused on helping. And, you know, at the end of a few emails, because obviously the company still needs to make money, We would say, and if this is interesting to you, you might want to buy this book that goes into this, uh, you know, whole concept in more detail. Or you might want to check out our online program that gives you a systematic approach for how to apply these principles in your life and, and all of that kind of stuff. And... The interesting thing is, is that the company has been doing very well as a result of that. They've been selling more of their online programs than they did at this time last year. Uh, They have been getting a huge positive response from everybody in their uh, community, you know, all of their customers and clients. And the funny thing is, is that they have a very uh, high price point uh, training program. It's a certification program and people have to spend something like $15,000 to uh, join it. And... uh, They were supposed to be having their main week of live training in person in April. And as soon as this happened, what the company decided to do was they got on the phone and they called every single one of those people in person and talked to them personally and said, this is the situation. This is what we're doing to address the fact that we're not going to be able to meet in person. Don't worry Um, we're still going to be giving you a ton of support it's just going to happen online now we're going to be um, having more person-to-person connections as a result and we're going to be offering you new resources that we're making right now to help you thrive during this crisis and help your business thrive and all of that kind of stuff and not one of those people asked for a refund not one of them said you know what this program is changing in a way that I didn't anticipate, and uh, I really wanted to do it in person. So, no, I, I think I'm going to ask for a reminder. Not one of them, and so you know, it just goes to show you, in in my point of view, that when you focus on the people. Who you're wanting to connect with, and you give them what they need. If you can ground yourself really firmly uh, in their perspective and look at what's happening from their point of view and ask yourself, what do they need right now to thrive? And then give them that, then the money is secondary. The money will come afterwards, right? Because the people will trust you. They will know that you're highly invested in their well being. And when you can, convey that to a potential customer or client and they actually trust you and think that what you're giving them is in their best interest as opposed to your best interest, just trying to make money. People really respond to that. And I think that that's the heart of all good marketing is, is focus on what people actually need and give it to them in a way that makes it uh, work for them. And that's how money happens, right?
0: Uh, it- You just went right to the heart of the whole matter and uh, I have no more questions for you because I think you said it all right there. But so what I heard you say, Aaron, was that giving people what they need rather than what we think that they want. Um, And, and I liked what you said about building community. So this, this high price program that your client was, you know, right in the middle of just, just as the crisis was taking place, you know, creating a community around that and creating a marketing message that is empathetic with how people might be feeling in a time of crisis. It is key to, you know, like you said, creating trust um, and creating long-term clients rather than just a transactional based kind of um, communication. Mm -hmm. And that's really powerful. Do you think, do you think that this empathy and marketing, do you, is that a new thing? Has that been around for a while or is that new? And, and where's it going from here? Well,
1: it's a really good question. I think that if you look at any sort of uh, you know, marketing manual whatsoever, they will talk about the um, importance of um, focusing on what your audience needs, right? You know, like that's the whole core of successful selling is knowing what people want and giving it to them. I like to think of it in terms of empathy, though, because for me, it really represents that idea of uh, getting into the heart of uh, the people who you're trying to serve and uh, really looking at it from their perspective and uh, and always focusing on their needs first. Um, where it's going, I don't know. It's something that I've been talking about for a number of years, and I think that it resonates uh, really well with a certain type of entrepreneur. You know, uh, I grew up (laughs) as a copywriter, uh, you know, being told to read things from certain giants in the copywriting world, who I found very off-putting because it was clear to me that the kind of copywriter or salesperson they were talking to was not me because what they focused on was, uh, you know, they talked about potential clients or customers in terms of leads and prospects. And they really Mm -hmm. focused on, um, you know, this is how you get them eating out of your hand. And uh, they really focused heavily on the, uh, you know, make millions of dollars by with this one simple trick type stuff. And I found it really dehumanizing. Uh, it didn't, uh, you know, I, I got the message and, you know, I used a lot, you know, I, I, took their principles and I understood them so that I could use them, but I wanted to use them in a way that made me feel good because I'm kind of a weird marketer. I uh, I kind of hate the word marketing um, because it has a lot of <laughs> somewhat, uh, you know, negative connotations to it to a lot of people. And uh, for a long time, I was one of those people before I got into the marketing world. The reason why I'm here is because I simply love writing and it gave me an avenue to do that and to learn a lot of really cool stuff. But For me, I would prefer to use communication. I mean, it sounds really simple and it's, you know, but that's to me what good marketing is, is simply good communication. It's a dialogue. It's not just a, you know, a broadcast blast out of a megaphone telling people to do stuff. I don't think that's super effective at all. I think it's actually as much as humanly possible trying to, reduce it down um, to a person-to-person conversation because when people see the uh, person behind the business, they're far more likely to buy from you. People buy from people. They don't buy from businesses, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they do, but people will be far more likely to buy a product because they like the personality of the company. They like the CEO of the company. They like the purpose that the company says that, uh, you know, is their guiding light as opposed to just, you know, a logo and a brand name and all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I think that with the onset of the internet and, uh, you know, how it does allow us to communicate far more effectively with people, I think that what we might see is, uh, you know, even more increased personalization. In fact, anyone who asked me from March on uh, what I thought about uh, you know what they should be doing with their communications, I said, Send personal emails, and I realize it 's more time consuming to write an email to one person as opposed to writing an email to thousands of people. but every single time you reach out and you connect personally with a the person, they appreciate it and they feel that there is that relationship, right? Like every time I get an automated email that is very clearly fill in the blanks, automated email, um, I don't feel like it's speaking to me. And so I usually ignore them. Uh, FYI. (laughs) But if I see an email that is very clearly from uh, a person who's like, hey, Aaron, you, Aaron, not just fill in the blanks, merge in the the first name, Aaron, how are you doing? Then I'm always going to respond to it, right? So I would say that if you're trying to uh, communicate more effectively and more empathetically with people, I would try to narrow who you're talking to as, as much as possible. If it makes sense for you to send out personal emails to people, I would do that. Um, If you have a very large audience who you're talking to, I would try and segment it down. If you know what that means as much as possible and, and talk to people um, as specifically as possible, you know, people talk about targeting and marketing. And some people find that kind of nefarious, but to me, it's it's just trying to make sure that the message is as specific to that person or that group of people as possible. So um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. I could talk about this kind of stuff all day long, so you should probably keep me focused. <laughs> yeah,
0: there was a bunch of stuff, really keys, key key. Keys that stood out there for me, one was the fear-based marketing and this like fear of missing out and, you know, how it seems disingenuous, you know, I hate fear-based marketing. I hate it. I hate it so much, you know,
1: and that's one of the things when I say, you know, when I was like first learning how to write copy, of course, most of the copywriting manuals and uh, instruction guides and courses that I was uh, required to take did talk about fear-based marketing a lot and uh, pain points. And I hate that. I hate talking about pain points. Um, And it's funny because some people might look at what I write and say, well, you're doing it, (laughs) but I don't think that I'm doing it. And I don't think that I'm doing it in quite the same way. I would much rather focus on the carrot than the stick. Right. I think. And, and when we've done tests, when we've tested different kinds of emails against each other, uh, almost always, if you're trying to get people to focus on their desired experience and saying, if you do these things, this desired experience is possible, as opposed to focusing on the experience they're trying to avoid and saying, if you don't do these things, this is the terrible outcome, you know, <laughs> that you're going to have to deal with. Um, almost always the uh, desired experience, the, uh, the carrot instead of the, si- the stick is, is far more effective. And even with the fear-based ones, I remember when I first started uh, out and I was working for a direct marketing company, when we used fear-based marketing, those marketing campaigns had so many more refunds than the other ones. It was really interesting, right? Because when you get people to act on fear, often they have second thoughts afterwards and they're like, Oh, maybe I don't want this after all, because then the fear of the larger situation starts to kick in and they're like, maybe I can't afford this. You know, I've just signed up for this program and it's thousands of dollars. What was I thinking? You know, like I thought that this was the only way that I could avoid this terrible fate that they were talking about, but now I'm on the hook for thousands of dollars. And so I would myself personally, and I know that there are other, um, other marketers who might disagree with this, but for myself, I can't write copy and feel good about it unless I'm focusing on a desired experience and not using fear-based marketing because, um, uh, I, I wouldn't be happy with myself. I don't, uh, uh, I hate it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's, it's like you said, right. It's just good communication skills. And so getting a message across, whether it's, uh, a current client, um, it's a potential client, a past client, and maybe even in larger organizations where, you know, the communication these days is solely directed to their employees where, you know, the employees are like in a swirl and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen in the next, uh, few months as we start to reemerge into the marketplaces and, and I think what you're, what you're saying is applicable not only to marketing to clients and, and online digital marketing, but, you know, I think it's just good communication skills. Well,
1: I think more information is always better, right? And if people are living in a time of uncertainty, offering them more information makes them feel more grounded and and secure, right? So if I was managing a company and I was wanting to make sure that I was retaining my employees during this time, you know, like if they're having to, I don't know, for example, get laid off or if they were... having to go down to reduced salary or, or something like that. Like I have no idea what's going on in big companies right now, but I would be sending them emails on a regular basis, like every couple days, like even a daily touch point and being like, here's what the situation is today. This is what you need to know. We're all in this together. And if you did that, if you were focusing on the fact that as a corporation, you're a community, you're a family and that everybody's looking out for each other, I guarantee that you would be getting a lot more loyal, and um, all those people, even if they did have to get furloughed for a period of time, would be really happy to go back, not just for the money, but for that sense of, um, yeah, we are a family working together in this. And, and I feel like you're supporting me, right? Mm-hmm. People need to feel supported at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one of the, the keys in marketing is to inspire action. And so, whether it's, you know, talking to clients. Or to, you know, your team in the workplace, you know, inspiring the confidence for them to reach out and take action of any sort, just to touch in, you know, if, it's, if you're working in a team or an organization, just, you know, having that, that open door, so to speak. And then, you know, with clients and, uh, you know, potential clients, you know, just having that, that ability to, to have that openness so people can feel that they can reach out and they feel safe. And they feel like they can, it's a place where, um, you know, they can talk about the things that are going on in their lives. So I think this has been really valuable. Um, what you're sharing with us here. It's, there's so many key points that I want to take away. And, um, but if there was one thing that you wanted to leave with our listeners, uh, today, Aaron, what would that be? Hmm, Let me just look at my notes. I have a whole bunch of stuff. Um,
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I've got notes here saying now is the time to focus on people, not profits. And I wrote that in the middle of March when someone was asking me for, uh, you know, my thoughts on what was happening. And it uh, it was after we'd started emailing. And that first round of emails that we sent out when we were just helping people, the company was getting so many emails back and phone calls from people saying, thank you for giving us this at this time. This is exactly what we needed. And you know, when you create that gratitude on the part of the people that you're serving, they remember you, right? Like you stick in their heads and they do think, well, the next time I need whatever it is that company offers, I'm going to get it from that particular company because I feel I, I, I love them. You know, I feel supported by them. I feel like they're reaching out and focusing on me. And so, um, you know, I, I, I do think that Uh, When you focus on the people first, the profits will come, right? Because you create that loyalty and that bond that results in lifelong customers. And what you said earlier about focusing on that lifelong loyalty aspect, as opposed to just making business a transaction, I think is huge. And so I would, I would encourage people to think about that, Um, uh, recognize and honor where people are at right now and meet them there and ask always, you know, what do people need? Uh, they need to know that you care about them uh, personally and not just see them as, you know, a bunch of walking dollar signs. They need to know that you want to help them and that uh, you want their lives to be better. And they need to know that they can trust you. Right. So anything that you say, you obviously have to be living up to your word. Um, don't offer anything and then follow through on your promise or you I mean, not follow through on your promise. Um, if you have a capacity to be a helper, uh, go for it. I think a lot of local businesses in our community have um, really stepped up in a big way during this time and earned a lot of community gratitude based on what they're doing. And I'm talking about, you know, grocery stores offering weekly or, you know, several times a week updates On how the supply is doing so that people can feel reassured about when they're going to be able to get the groceries or the you know specific items that they're looking for Um, you know they don't have to do that but the fact that they do that is huge and you can see the gratitude that they're earning in the company on the basis of everyone's replies so you know if you can do things and help in the larger community you know without making it a rah-rah look at me I'm doing all of this awesome stuff kind of stuff but just being there being visible and helping without obviously looking for some kind of reward i think that that goes a huge way into building loyalty and confidence and uh and if you can i know that everyone's busy you know it's hard to run a business and do all of the things involved with that and do everything else but one thing that i've noticed um as i do this writing is uh Spending time on social media as as, <laughs> as time-consuming as it can sometimes be has been really beneficial for me in a lot of ways this time because I can see What people are talking about i can see what they're worried about i can see what concerns they have what they're sick and tired of what they're dreaming about and that kind of information has been very helpful for me as i create communication strategy for my clients because when i see what they're dreaming about and hoping for i'm like okay so what can we offer them that allows them to get that end result, right? And even funny things like, <laughs> I have seen a lot of people on Twitter, on Facebook, people I don't even know who are talking about how totally sick and tired they are of seeing people write in these unprecedented times, because everybody's using that language now in their marketing, right? And, and people are like, oh my God, if I ever see that again, i am going to shoot myself (laughs) and so guess what phrase i am no longer using in any of the emails i write because people are sick of it and you know as soon as something becomes a cliche or it loses its meaning or it seems forced or inauthentic that's the time to be like okay so you know maybe there's a new message that needs to be coming out so uh i would say if there's one thing that you should take away as a business owner or someone who's trying to connect with people right now is go to where your people are. Uh, If you know that a lot of the people who you uh, want to attract as clients or customers are on Facebook or on Twitter or Reddit or wherever you tend to hang out, go there and see what they're talking about. See what they want. See what is driving them crazy. See what they don't want, see what they need and then ask yourself within the context of your business, how can we help them get that? Um, Because, that's how you find out what they want. Right. And that's, that's how you can find out how you can grow as a business. Right. Um, I know it's super cheesy and I know a lot of people might not want to hear this right now, but I really believe it in the depths of my heart that in any challenge, there's always opportunity. And right now the world is in flux and everybody's kind of, you know, waiting with paused breath to see what happens next. Well, we have the power right now to, choose what happens next and try and you know create a future that will make us happy, maybe happier than we were before. And so I would say look for the opportunities. Look at what people are complaining about and saying, you know, this is not something we want anymore. And look at what they're hoping they'll have in their lives. And uh, look at your business and see where you can fit those needs. Because uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity here to grow as a business, as a society in really excellent ways. And so it just requires people to step up and do that.
0: That's amazing advice, Erin. Thank you so much. And I, I really like what you said about what I heard you say was to be intentional about our um, social media because we can easily get trapped in the rabbit hole of social media and, you know, just talking into, uh, into blank space uh, most of the time, but actually being intentional with email and sussing out what it is that our people really need from us right now and following through on those, um, on those clues and, and, you know, just being of service, so it's a beautiful message um, that you've spoken about here today, and I really appreciate um, what you're saying and so if, if 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 our listeners wanted to find out more about your work, where would they go to find find you? Well, uh,
1: my website com that's E-R-I-N-W-H-A-L-E-N dot com is basically my kind of online headquarters, I would say. They could also find me on Facebook on facebook.com forward slash Erin J Whalen, I believe is my uh, thing. And I totally invite people to friend me on Facebook if they haven't already because uh, with my job, I do spend a lot of time on there and uh, I'm always happy to engage with people there. Um, But I do have uh, a fun little freebie that I've created for anybody who's interested in there's no opt-in required but if you go to erinwhalen.com forward slash masterclass I've recorded a 30-minute masterclass (laughs) on copywriting called the secret to writing copy that inspires engagement and action and it's a 30-minute video it requires about 10 minutes of writing on your part where you have to stop the video and do some writing so you know give yourself 45 minutes and uh it dives into a lot of the stuff we've been talking about here in a deeper way, and it will give you the opportunity to generate some ideas around uh, how you can uh, communicate more effectively with the people who you want to be attracting into your business. So if that's something that's interesting to you, I encourage you to check it out at what did I say?
0: dot Whalen.com forward slash masterclass all one word. Wonderful. And so go ahead and click those links. They're going to be associated with this video in Erin's speaker uh, profile. So, you know, be sure and follow up with her. Uh, I know that uh, I've used Erin in my business in the past and gotten wonderful results. And uh, I recommend that you uh, check her out online. Thank you for tuning in to the Leader Lounge Community Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to hit follow and share with your friends and community. Until next time, I'm April Kureshi. Bye for now.